Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Living Testimony Podcast with your host, your boy, and your brother in Christ, Shenny Oyomi. It's been a minute, it's been months, I've missed you all, I've taken a long rest, just rested my body, mind, soul, and renewed my mind most importantly. And I'm back, I believe God wants me back, God put a message in my heart that I'd been developing from all those months off, but I feel like it's reached a point where it's time to share it. But before I get into that, I hope you all enjoyed your Christmas and I wish you a happy new year and pray that your 2022 will be filled with love, with joy, with peace, God's peace, God's love, God's joy, and that you will experience the favour of God like never before in Jesus' name. And so the reason behind this episode is just simply because while I was inactive with the podcast and I wasn't making videos, I received numerous messages and inquiries just about what was going on with me why I'd stopped releasing videos, why I'd stopped with the podcast. And with that, I received numerous, should I say, subtle and gentle probes, not to forget my calling. And I must say, these were all appreciated. I didn't take any of these personally because I knew they came from a good place. They were innocent. And that's what you like. You like your brothers and sisters in Christ to probe you, to remind you of your calling. And so it was touching. It was touching just to hear how you can have an impact in people's lives. However, when I sat and reflected on why so many people were worried about the lack of content I was producing, I realised that perhaps we're often guilty of placing more weight and attention on the act of worship rather than the heart it's coming from. And hence, I knew this would be my first topic back and first episode back. And that's why the title of this episode is The Heart of Worship. So to start off this episode, I just want to read you the definition of worship I found in the Collins Dictionary, which was quite interesting. And it reads that worship is to show profound religious devotion and respect to adore or venerate God or any person or thing considered divine. And so whilst I just read that out, many of you listening would have probably thought that's an accurate definition of worship. Nothing wrong with that. But I have a slight problem, just a slight problem with it. And I think it's just because of the word religious. Worship is far more than a religious act we do on Sundays or whenever we want to feel God's presence. Worship is far more than just music and praying. Worship is actually a lifestyle of enjoying God, loving him and giving yourself to be used for his purposes. And as a result of that, worship should not just be a part of your life. It really should be your life. Your life is a ministry. Many of us don't realise this. Many of us think that to minister means you must be on stage, you must be with a microphone in your hands or you must be singing in front of people. But no, we're all ambassadors of Christ. We're all ambassadors of God's kingdom. Everything we do should be a reflection of our love and appreciation for him. So hence, worship should be our lifestyle. And just like you can't switch your heart off and on, worship shouldn't be something that is done part-time simply because the God we love is not part-time. He doesn't love us part-time. So why should we serve him or worship him part-time? And having said all of this, one issue Christians tend to have with worship is the misconception of who it's for. And I think this ties into why I personally didn't yield to the pressure of producing content throughout those months I was away, despite all the pleas. Because at the end of the day, worship costs you your self-centeredness. You can't exalt God and yourself at the same time. Similarly, you don't worship to be seen by others or to please yourself, but you're you're worshipping to exalt God, to express your love, your adoration and your appreciation for him. We know the Bible says men look at the outwards, but God looks at our hearts. Hence, when we worship him, God looks straight past our words to see the attitude of our hearts. 
And that's something I had to work on, returning to a heart of worship, no matter how long it took. Because while we can worship God imperfectly, one thing we can't do is worship him insincerely. Because we may be able to fool men with our words and acts, but God isn't a dummy and he'll know. And so for me, it was a case of I'd, I'd rather that I'd been silent than to offer half-hearted worship just for the plaudits of people. And so while on my little hiatus, I learned quite a bit about the heart of worship and transforming worship from an act to an attitude and an attitude into a lifestyle. And I just want to share one thing I learned and I've been reading this incredible book. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me share snippets of it. Really incredible book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And boy, that book has really transformed my mind and helped me and taught me a lot about worship. And one thing I've learned from that is that as believers, we are often challenged to do these great big things to show our appreciation for God because he's done great big things for us. And so, for example, such a thing could be getting onto a stage and ministering in front of a packed church, or it could be even what I do and just release faith-based content on the internet. But well and truly, I think God is more interested and pleased with the small things we do for him out of obedience. But hear this, God is also more interested and pleased with the things that get unnoticed, things we do as acts of worship when nobody else is watching, because that way, it's crystal clear you're doing it from your heart without expecting anything in return. And you're not doing it for the approval of, of men. You're doing it out of your love for God. And these small things could be stuff as little as being kind to people even when you're upset. Or encouraging others when things seem to be falling apart. Such small things are deemed as acts of worship that make God smile. Because at the end of the day, you're denying yourself, you're taking up the cross, and you're being Christ-like even when your circumstances tell you to do otherwise. But as us, us Christians, we tend to be guilty where we try and turn worship into a theatre, which is wrong. Because the Bible says, whether we eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Now note in that verse, the Bible didn't limit the actions or ways in which we can bring glory to God. So why do we as Christians tend to limit the ways in which we can worship God? There's really no one size fits all approach to worshipping God. And that's because, as it says in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. So use them well to serve one another. And you just have to ask yourself, how are you using your gift to worship God? And this is the issue us Christians have. And it's that we tend to become our own biggest distraction when it comes to worship. And that's because our interests and worries about what others will think becomes the focus. And before you know it, worship becomes more about the approval of others rather than God. And so we tend to withhold our worship. And so I'm here to tell you, you don't bring glory to God by trying to be someone he never intended you to be. Truth be told, you don't need a stage or an audience to worship God. And you shouldn't allow anyone judge whether your act of worship is big enough or sufficient enough for God. We've all been blessed with different gifts. And I remember as part of a uni assignment in my first year, I did a documentary on my friend Ben. Shout out to Ben in his rugby journey. And he said something so profound, which was, our talent is a gift from God. But what we use it for is our gift back to God. And so we've all been blessed with different gifts, different talents, and these are spiritual gifts, by the way. But it's how we choose to use them that determines our love and appreciation for God. And so worship can come through various forms. Yes, singing is the most common one, but not everyone can sing. Not everyone can get up on that stage and hit that long note. 
For some of you, your worship can come through dancing. Some of you are amazing painters. Some of you are artistic. For some of you, it could come through serving through your place of work. Even if that just means you're doing it wholeheartedly with a smile on your face and showing God's love throughout. Even when people annoy you, that colleague annoys you. For some of you, it could be doing chores. You know you hate doing the chores, but you see your parents are overburdened with them. You just helping out and taking it upon yourself to take that responsibility, to relieve the burden of someone in your family or the household. That even can be worship. As long as you do it wholeheartedly and to bring glory to God, that is worship. And I'll even give you an example speaking about trolls. Recently, one unique way I started worshipping God, in addition to singing, producing content, serving others, is through washing up. And that's something I just dislike doing. And there have been many times during this festive period where I've woken up to a sink filled with plates. And normally, that could just ruin my mood for the morning. And even though the plates have not been mine and I easily could go kick up a fuss and call the respective owners to come and wash their plates... Or even after washing them, complain to the owners that why am I having to wash up after them? Would that really be Christ-like? Isn't that an opportunity to show my love to God and God's love and my appreciation for him? So there are a few times even when I have been washing up, my mum has walked in, she'd realised the situation. She's offered to wash the plates, but I said, no, not to worry. And I've gone ahead to wash them and wash them with a joyful heart, not looking for the recognition of others but with a joyful heart and even sang a worship song with it too and even though that's such a small act it's an act of serving others with love without expecting anything in return and that is a form of worship because we are called to serve others life is not just about ourselves we are servants the bible says not only are we servants to to god and christ but we are to be servants to others to love others and that's just an example of how such a small thing, a small act can bring a smile to God's face and radiate his love and invite his presence because you are showing love to others to reflect the love God has shown you and to reflect your love for God. That's worship. And we can easily incorporate that into our everyday lives if we're intentional about it. And so finally, I just want to end and recommend you a song that I've listened to from when I was young called A Heart of Worship written by Matt Redman. Really good song. I recommend you to listen to it. And there's a is it stanza, verse, verse, stanza, I think it's for poetry, my bad. There's a verse that says, I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. So the heart of worship will shape how we live our everyday lives ensuring to bring glory to God at any opportunity you get, no matter how big or small, rather than on a part-time basis. And so maybe you need to just take time out like I did and reflect what's really sitting on the throne of your heart. And has your worship been sincere? Has it been for God to exalt him? Or have you low-key been exalting yourself? Because at the end of the day, we all want to be coming back to the heart of worship, where it's all about God and less about ourselves where we humble ourselves, we deny ourselves and take up the cross and show God's love and just serve others with every opportunity we get because that is true worship and that is a heart of worship. And so I just want to end by praying for anybody who you've listened to this and it's just convicted your spirit, something needs to change or you want to come back to a heart of worship. I just pray that God will open your eyes spiritually to see what has been hindering your worship, what has been holding you back, what has been causing you to withhold your worship. 
I pray that God will reveal to you new ways in which you can worship him. As I said, no matter how big or small, once you worship, you're sowing a seed. And I just pray finally that in this new year of 2022, when people will see us, they will see Christ and they'll see that tendency to love others unconditionally, to love even in imperfection and to serve others. Because as I said, that is true worship. And we pray for all of that to be your portion, that you will be a true servant of Christ and a true reflection of Christ's love and what it means to worship to believers and non-believers. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you so much guys for tuning in. This has been a blast of an episode. I really enjoy sharing this with you. And the next episode is already planned. It's already loading. It'll be with you shortly. So take care. And as always, God bless.